Student Ministries podcast. We are so happy you are tuning in. This episode, we are continuing our I Have Questions series with a leader panel. Let's listen in to part one of two of our leader panel as they answer various questions from our students. We are doing obviously things differently, as you know. Um, it is leader panel time. Um, as I mentioned last week, this is going to be different and special. Um, and um, you're going to get to hear from most of the leaders, um, hopefully. Uh, if it's not just me, that would be good. Um, but how this is going to work. You didn't bring buffers. No. Because I just trust you guys. You want them? Okay. Uh, Chris wanted a buzzer to buzz in when we needed an a- when we had an answer. So Chris, we'll just raise. Yeah, hey, we'll just do that. I got okay. Gary on the line. <laughs> 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 um, but um, so listen, how this is going to work is um, I'm just sort of I'm sort of going to just ask the question. I'm going to read the question that came from you guys. Okay. Then we're just going to pick apart the question. Okay. Um, based off of however the spirit is prompting uh, whoever to share. Okay. Um, so these questions are the questions you guys have submitted um, way back when before we started this series. Um, but once we've talked through the question, we're going to jump into the next one and then keep taking it away. Um, but please know that some of these questions we may have a lot to say. Some of them we might not have a lot to say, okay? Um, just based off of the question. Um, some we um, might just say it's a hard question to fully wrap our minds around, uh, and we don't fully know the answers, and that's where we just trust God and His Spirit to help us um, in our faithful response to those questions that we're like, we don't fully know, okay? Um, but our goal is to guide you to the Word of God with our answers. Um, We also might have answers by way of just life experience and what we've seen and gone through as we encounter some of these questions, okay? Um, This is the first time we've ever done this, and I don't, I haven't been here for the longevity of Maywood's youth groups. I don't know if you guys have ever done something like this. You guys have, okay. Um, So uh, um, I'm excited about it, um, but I want to say again, as I said in the first week as we started this series, Um, know that we might not have and probably don't have all the answers unless you're Chris and Palmer. Um, True. (laughs) um, So, um, but yeah, and and I believe, you know, I believe, listen, it's a smaller group tonight, but I I trust in the providence and sovereignty of God and that this is who is supposed to be here um, for these questions. Um, So um, there's, there's a, peace in that. But um, so we want to we want this to sort of also be a conversation between us as leaders. You know, we'll share things, we'll go back and forth and, you know, um, hopefully you guys will grow and be challenged and encouraged through this time um, hearing not from me because I'm sure you guys are tired of that. Um, So that was a joke. You're supposed to laugh. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, That was really loud and super fake. <laughs> um, okay. Um, 
So, so uh, we want, again, uh, as leaders to help tonight in whatever way we can point you to God's word in our answers, and we pray that the Spirit speaks to your heart and mind during this time. You're making my palms sweaty with all this building it up. <laughs> so, uh, so let's pray. Let's pray and ask for the Spirit's help uh, for us during this time. Well, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to just share from God's Word and share from life experiences. Um, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that these question, this question and answer time would be so fruitful for these students and even for us as leaders that we would be challenged and grow during this time. God, may our answers reflect um, your word. May that be where we turn to. Um, and God, I just, yeah, I just pray this is such a beneficial time for all of us who are here. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so here we go. Question number one. Okay, and uh, again, I'm not sure who turned this in, um, but we're just going to go through them. Question number one. Leaders, here we go. Question one. Is it all right to have moments of doubt? Question number one. Is it okay, all right, to have moments of doubt? Which I'm just curious. How many of us have moments of doubt in our life? Okay. How many of us have, you never do, you never do. How many of us have moments of doubt when it comes to our Christian faith? Okay, so as you can see here, we all do, right? And so with that, I'll just, you, you buzzed in, I think, pretty quickly, Chris. But I didn't hear the buzzer. Do I have to talk into the mic? So yes, you do have to talk in the mic, here's why. Because everything's being recorded so that we can put it on our podcast. What? I love you want a guy with Tourette's syndrome up here being recorded? <laughs> so since this is recorded, I want to start off by saying that Tony is my favorite pastor of all time. Oh, yes. Good, good. Thanks for all who are watching at home. <laughs> right. Let's point to the camera. Um, I don't know. I would start out by saying that I don't think there's a day that goes by that there's not some sort of doubt that I go through or something like that. I think everything that you run into that isn't right in your world causes you to doubt the situation. Mm -hmm. But honestly, you got to step back from it and you've got to look at the world around you and everything else that's going on. And you've got to believe that everything that is happening to you, good or bad, is God's doing. And it's for a purpose. And he is getting you to a goal that he has already established before you were born. And you're on that path. Bad things happen to you to build character. Good things happen to you the same. Build character. Anything and everything else. Give you experiences so that you might be able to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff. So, yes, yeah, so if you want to just pass the mic to whoever is ready to jump in. Is the green light on? Turn it, turn it off and on again. We might hold it. We might just not have to do recording because that's not working. So what, 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 what? Nothing? nothing. Sure. If you want to just take that mic 
Sorry we're into the, the rescue. Difficulties. Oh, oh see, it works on? for you. <laughs> Is it where I'm holding it? It only worked. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mute, unmute, mute, unmute. Yeah, just give him the wired mic. I'm doubting what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we, right. there we go. Um, <clears throat> thinking about this question when I was reading is, um, you know, I think... As Chris was saying, we all have moments of doubt, and doubt is something that is natural because we're all born with a sin nature, right? So um, if you are free from sin, if you are born-again Christian, um, we have the grace that God has given us to overcome sin and help us through that. Um, but we have to think of Thomas. Does anybody know the story with Thomas? He was not one of the disciples that was there. And when they said, the Savior has risen, he's like, you didn't see it? yeah, come on. Really? Like, I got to see this to believe this. Um, and Christ, when he finally met Christ, is like, look at my hands. Look at my feet. Okay. Oh, you of little faith, you know, don't doubt. Understand that I'm here. I am risen. But it wasn't like, boom, hell you're done, you know, type thing. It was like, he knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew who was going to doubt. He knew Thomas was in the situation that he was in. Um, the one main thing that we have to understand is that like any sin, if we don't present it in prayer or present it before Christ or to anybody else, accountability partner, pastor, whoever it may be, it will fester. Okay, and doubt will get worse. Um, and then it will become a problem. So we have to understand that when we do have moments of doubt, we can learn from those moments of doubt. When we talk to somebody and say, hey, this is what, this is what I'm going through. And then they can say, well, I'm going through the same thing. Let's share stories. Let's point to scripture. Um, and that's why it says in James... Um, I think 1.5, I have it written down, James 1.5, I think where it says, um, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask, but do not doubt, because those who doubt is like a wave of the sea blowing to toss by the wind. So it's like the whole idea is you want to be grounded in your faith, so you want to get to that point. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have those moments of doubt, but the point I'm making is with any sin, it can creep up on you. It can get, just get a hold of you. And that's when Satan can really pull you, start pulling you the opposite way. And then your doubts, oh, am I really a Christian? Oh, did I do this? I've had those times. You know, and just in recently I've had those moments where I'm like, I'll do something. I'm like, am I really a Christian? Of course I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for 30-some years, and you're with me every day. You speak with, to me through the Holy Spirit. Um, I know you're here. I know you're here. But I still, as humans, we have that time of doubt, and it is okay. You just, like I said, we have sinful nature, but we have to understand that we need to pray about it. We need to come before God, and we need to 
release that so it so we can learn from it and help us get better with it you know so let's think in the when the um the original sin you know going back to adam and eve in the garden of eden you know what did the serpent say to adam did god really say you will surely die so it's already planting seeds of doubt in believers way back then um so i mean it's, it's a foundational sin. I mean, I'm not saying doubt's a sin. You know, doubt is times where, you know, you, you do have some doubt. But um, it comes right from Satan himself saying, oh, did that, God didn't say that. Oh, come on, what did he really say? He just said, you'll, just, you'll be okay, right? Um, but, you know, it's, yeah, he said the doubt there. And, um, and there's times, like I said, with what Palmer said, there's times that even as a believer, you may doubt that your own, your own uh, faith but, you know, is that you know, your, own, your own sin, or is that even from Satan himself? Send it back to the pit saying, no, Satan, I'm a believer of, of, in Christ. So this was the one question I don't know if I felt confident answering, but I felt like I needed to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wasn't baptized and didn't call Jesus my Savior until Cole was four months old. So I didn't grow up going to church. I didn't know anything about church. And then when I finally started going, the doubt was already there. Would I ever be able to make up the time that I didn't spend with Jesus? Would I ever be able to be good enough for the things that I did that were called sins that I didn't know were sins at the time? So I was seeking answers and I guess forgiveness for my sins even though I knew that I had been forgiven for my sins I needed more I needed a bigger answer than that and I actually had a pastor long ago this was a Bible that was given to me by my sponsors it's called a believers Bible and the whole front of the Bible is nothing but questions it's questions that are answered throughout the Bible giving scripture and text And in here, doubt was one of those things. And in here it says, Matthew 11, 11 says, I assure you of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the most insignificant person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. The reason that was significant to me, John the Baptist in the Bible is considered to be greater than anyone. And he had doubt. And the way that Jesus answered his doubt when his disciples came asking um, the question, um, are you the one we expected or do we look for someone else? That was Matthew's doubt. And instead of saying, well, of course I'm the one or, you know, being rude about the way he answered it, he instead answered it with proof in front of the disciples he cured people and then he told them to go back and report what he had seen to John so he gave evidence so to me if somebody that great still needed evidence and still needed proof it was okay for me to question because those questions were leading me to seek mm-hmm. and that path was leading me to a greater relationship with Jesus um, There was actually a quote 
that was something that I had written down long ago and I actually had to go search for it in order to give it back to you guys because I hadn't needed it in so long, I don't actually know where I put it anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, this is by J. Warner Wallace, and I forget what the name of his book is, but he said, no, but it kind of cracked me up when I found out it said Warner, Warner in there. I was like, uh-oh. We, we were that close to Warner. <laughs> I was that close. <laughs> that close. <laughs> so um, it says, when we return to evidence to strengthen our faith, we stand in a long line of great men like John the Baptist. We can have confidence that our doubt does not offend God and that we have the resources available to develop our confidence. As we review the evidence related to Jesus' nature, teaching, and resurrection, we will grow in our certainty. This is not displeasing to God, but instead part of God's design for our lives. And that gave me the confidence to know that my doubts were okay as long as I went seeking the concrete answers that were given to us by him. Yeah, thanks. Anything? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks. Um, you know, I'll sort of just uh, share some things here. Um, I wrote a lot down, so um, leaders, you guys have, I think, answered that well. What? Are you going to time me? Yeah, where are we at for time here, Tony? I'm just kidding. But I don't think we're going to get through all nine. But okay, I'll forsake mine. We'll move on. Okay. No, what? no, wait, what? Were you, I hope you were kidding. I hope you were kidding, right? What? You're going to talk. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> they want to hear from you, um, too. No, they want to hear from you. Um, I'll, I'll try to hurry up with this. Um, is it all right to have moments of doubt? I say yes. It is okay and normal. It is a normal thing to do, I think, to doubt. Um, I mean, having doubts has its positives and negatives, but here's what I think, and this, this goes to what Crystal, I think, was just saying, in that it helps, I think, to push us to be sure about things that we're scared of or nervous of or worried of or unsure about, and it pushes us to say, I need to know more about it, or I, I want to know more about it, or I want to be more sure about it. Um, I think the doubts push us to seek, like you were saying. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing to say, I don't know, but I want to find out. I think that's a healthy question. Um, for example, uh, if I saw this chair here um, was not built well and missing part of a leg and it had a lean to it, I would have my doubts about sitting in that chair, right? I, I really would. Um, and in that case, um, maybe I, I sit in it and it broke wide right away. Or maybe I sit in this chair that's leaning and has a tilt and things like that and maybe it holds me up, however, right? Um, but my point is, is I see it, I might have my doubts, but I need to go seek to find out what's about to happen. Right? Like, I need to see if that chair is going to hold me up or not. Right? Um, so, and, and this is just a small example compared to so many big moments that we have in life when it comes to having doubts. 
But I think the times where we stop and say, is this real, is this true, and asking things like, is God real, and does he truly love me, and if I'm going to heaven, are okay to ask. I think they are okay to ask. Um, um, and, and that really is where I hope you guys turn back to God's word to be reminded of God's truths and find the answers to your question and doubts. But here's, here's another thing that I would say. It is okay to bring your doubts up to others. It is a-okay to do that. Um, I think sometimes we're nervous about that. Uh, oh, what if they say that or judge me about that question? That might be a super basic question that everyone else knows, but I don't know. So I'm nervous about that. And I'm scared to bring that up because people might judge me or say, like, I think it's totally okay to say, hey, what is the gospel? Like, what is that? Or, you know, whatever it might be, it's okay to bring up doubts to others, to myself, fellow friends, family members, um, you know, to, to say to Palmer, man, I'm struggling and wrestling with this about God. That's okay to ask Palmer. Like, that's good. Um, and so um, that could be a moment for both of you guys to look into God's word and to grow from it. Um, it could be a moment where in trusting Palmer with your doubt, God uses Palmer to speak to you about the certain doubt that you might have, right? Like, so I just want to share that it is okay to share your questions of doubt. Um, just a, that's what I'd say very briefly with that. And I would, I would even add too is hopefully you know, the more you're in prayer, the more you're in the word, the more you are involved in focusing on Christ day to day and living out his life through the Holy Spirit, you would want to, you're going to mature. He's going to sanctify you. So the whole idea eventually is to hope to doubt less and less on the power of him, you know, and his, his glorious might and his, um, um, the word all powerful, but uh, providence, pro providence, right? Am I saying that right? His power, his control. I'm, I'm the, <laughs> omnipotent, his <laughs> omnipotence, you know, his, his control, his power, you know, so saying, okay, Christ, I'm going to trust in you on this and I'm going to doubt less. You know, that's the whole idea is to get to that point, but that doesn't mean you're not going to stop until the day he takes you, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's all about, you know, connecting with him and becoming more mature in your faith to not have as many, you know what I mean? I guess I should say. Yeah, but I, you know, I think one of the big things though is seek. seek in it. moments yeah, of seek doubt, yep. seek yep. and seek in the right things. Seek in the right people. Like, because I could seek in moments of doubt to and have conversations with people that are just going to steer me in the wrong direction with my doubts. So seek the right people. Seek the right things. Um, seek God's word when you have questions. So, um, so that's number one. Question number one. Thanks, leaders. Here we go. Question number two for tonight. What is one of the most important things about Christ? What is one of the most important things about Christ? Who wants to buzz in first? Jacob, where's our Go. buzzer, bro? Love. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Without a doubt, for me, the most important thing about Christ is his death and his resurrection. Because without that, 
we would be going to hell. And as it, Paul speaks about, he says, your faith would be futile, meaning to be worthless if he hadn't raised from the dead. Okay, because then our faith would be nothing. What would we have faith in? We wouldn't have faith in anything, right? The whole idea is that we have faith that he died and that God raised him from the dead so that we could live with him one day in eternity. So without that, guys, we would not be saved. It would mean nothing. We would not have our salvation. We would not have the relationship with Christ. And we would not have um, basically a life in eternity with him that he's promised us. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. in part. There's more to that, but for sure. Mm -hmm. I think along those same lines is that Christ is fully God and fully man. Um, because if you were not those two things fully, then his life, death, resurrection, glorification would not, not mean anything. So because he's fully man, um, Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest, Christ, who is, able to un who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are yet without sin. So Christ is able to... Um, he gets us. We can relate to him. He understands our weaknesses. And he's God at the same time. Um, so that's, how, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Ditto. <laughs> so the same thing, being fully God, fully man. Because, you know, if, if say, Palmer were to die, be buried, and rise from the dead, but he was full of sin, that wouldn't matter, to, that matter at all. You know, so what? But Christ was pure, no sin at all, completely without sin, and died and rose again. And so that's the difference in being fully God. He was able to do so. So um, they're on the same lines there. It says being fully God, fully man, and have no sin, and, you know, the whole resurrection story mm -hmm. um, says it all. Mm -hmm. Were you going to say something? Any, I just want one more thing to add, I guess. Go for it. Um, and what's awesome as a believer, what's really important um, is that Christ's character comes on you through the Holy Spirit. So his attributes, okay, you take those on as well, which is very important for your faith and was very important for your life as a Christ follower, is you can live by the fruit of the Spirit, peace, patience, love, joy, kindness, goodness, self-control, okay? All of those things come with that as being a Christian, and he's like passing that on to you, which is, is awesome as a believer, as we have that power within us, you know? So that's important as well as we carry those attributes and that we need to show that to others, so. Yeah, and I'll just, I'll just add one thing. Uh, something I think that gets passed over and glossed over when it comes to Christ and what he's done is his ascension. I think that just, I think we, we, we talk a lot about his death, we talk a lot about his resurrection, but I feel like we don't talk a lot about his ascension and what that actually means with his ascension. And, and so I think, I think that's huge in the ascension is big when it comes to, well, where is Christ now seated? Where is he seated? He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. 
Um, he is seated next to the Father, God our Father. And the ascension in ways is about that the work that Christ came to do is now accomplished. Everything is finished. The work is finished, and he can now sit by his Father's side again. And you want to know what the crazy thing about his ascension, what his ascension is, and what he's doing? Is he is interceding on our behalf all the time because of where he is seated. And so I think we need to start talking about that more and hitting it more. Death, resurrection, we're good at those two things. But I feel like we miss his ascension and the importance of it. And we need to talk about all three and what the ascension is and why that's important. So I would just add that. And I was going to say, too, just for reference for you guys that are taking notes, um, when Paul talks about that, he talks about that in 1 Corinthians 15, 12 through 19. So if you guys want to write that down and look at that and how he talks about the importance of Christ's death and his resurrection and how what our faith means through that. Mm -hmm. So, yep. All right. Thanks. Um, so we're going to keep it moving here. Um, third question. How can I share the gospel easier with others? How can I share the gospel easier with others? How can I do that? How can we do that? Um, I assume this question stems from I have friends that may not believe or might have questions or stuff along those lines. Um, I got to say, it doesn't matter whether you're young, old or whatever, you're going to run into people that don't believe or question what's going on. And for you to share with them, Caleb's not here tonight. He's the, <laughs> he's the upfront blast him in the face. Let's <laughs> throw my religion on somebody guy. Um, I, I would say by living the word is probably your number one way. And that is to show by example what it means to be a Christian. And that's hard times, easy times, all of those times. Just showing the love that Christ taught us. And if someone asks how you can be so happy, looking at them and saying, because you got Jesus. I mean, they're eventually going to start asking questions as to why you are the way you are and things along those lines. And sharing things here and there. It's never going to be an upfront conversation. It's not like you do a calendar appointment to your friend and say we're meeting at uh, Starbucks on Tuesday to talk about Jesus. So, those moments do happen where we meet on Tuesday to talk about <laughs> the gospel. Okay. Uh, I'll, <laughs> go, I'll go after you. I have just something to add. Sure. Um, I think, as with most things, it takes practice. And so, sharing your story, sharing how Christ has changed your life, sharing the gospel, write it out, talk about it with your Christian friends. Um, uh, say it out loud, like just, it, it comes with practice and, um, and then I also, I also would say, um, you know, Emily brought this up earlier and we were talking, but ask questions too. 
Um, people are generally more open to a conversation about spiritual things if you're willing to hear where they're where they're coming from. Um, so open open-ended questions. Um, yeah, I would say that, and then praying for opportunities. So and don't be afraid to throw it in there in conversation. As, as Corey hinted at there, you know, you're, you're having a really good day. Don't be afraid to say, you know, God bless me today. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Having it become a like your your daily language. Mm -hmm. Crazy deer jumped out in front of my car driving to the store. Thank the Lord, you know, I wasn't, you know, those little things. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would say too. Look, I was I looked at that question in the same way, but I also thought, you know, how is it easy? Because what was the question? It's easy. How, how can I share the gospel easier? Oh, easier. See, and when I looked at that, I thought, okay, well, it's not going to get any easier if you're not going to do anything, and you're not not going to do it. So the whole point of sharing your gospel or sharing the gospel is sharing it. And I, and I struggle with this too, because we get nervous, right? We get fearful at rejection. It may be, or the person's going to say, don't, don't bore me with that stuff, man, get out of here, you know, type thing. But, but the whole idea is to do it. The more you do it, the more you talk to your friends about it, the more you pray about it, the more you think of what you're going to say, how I'm going to say it, and then actually present it, present the gospel, whether it's in a group, by yourself, whatever, it's going to get easier and it's going to become more comfortable to you the more you do it. The less you do it, the more nervous you're going to be when that opportunity comes around it. Something that I'm a big believer on is tracks. We have tracks. Bible, do you guys know what those are? Mm -hmm. They're little pamphlets, little books that give some verses. They usually talk about John 3.16, and they talk about how Christ, you know, bridged the gap. He died for our, you know, sins, and it talks a little bit about John, and it get, or the Gospel of John, and then it talks about how you can become, come to know Christ. Um, and it's usually in a little pamphlet, their little book, um, that just explains it easier. So if you have a hard time with that, it, hey, let me give you something. I mean, you can give it in a card at a graduation party. You know, you can give it, you can, I know people who um, lay it down with a tip at a restaurant or some, yeah, with a good tip. Yeah, with a tip. Don't, you leave that with a tip. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you have to make sure that you guys are, are doing that in order for it to become easier, you know, because if you don't, it's not going to get any easier, you know? So you guys actually have to take, take baby steps. You have to take those steps in order to get to that point of being more comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, so. How many of you listen to music? How many of you share music with your friends? When's the last time you shared a religious song with a friend? <laughs> I mean, it could be as easy as that. I mean, if you're not willing to share that type of stuff that is very popular. So talking about music, when Chris and I first got together, the kind of music that was playing in, in the car was the kind of music that 
that I typically hear coming out of Jacob's boombox. Every time something comes on heavy metal that you can't understand the words to, Chris not only knows the name of the song, but the album it was on and the track that it was. So what did I do? I turned off my music because 90% of the time it was Christian rock. I would turn on a little bit of the country and he'd give me a hard time about listening to country. Well, the more we were together, the more times it just so happened that I forgot what was on the radio when he got in the car, or we would be driving along and all of a sudden I'd catch myself singing to a tune, and then it became a comfort between the two of us that I was no longer trying to hide my religion from him. He was accepting of it. It was who I was, and I was able to let myself be who I was around him. Hmm. Guilty confession, it was her singing that kept the music on the radio at first, me getting to listen to her sing. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Um, some things I would, I would add to that um, is um, I think a big part of, of it comes first by us being transformed by it first. Um, you know, I think we have to internally know the message before we first can share, you know, before we can even share the message. Um, you have to experience the gospel in your heart first before you're able to share it. Um, you know, just by way of putting it as an example, you don't usually tell your friend, you've got to do this, see this, or experience something without you first experiencing it, right? Um, you won't say, you've got to go to next year's formal and talk about how awesome it was and how cool Pastor Tony is for putting it together without first going on it, right? You're not going to go to tell someone, yo, you've got to go to the Nexus Formal without you being on it, right? And so that's, that's where I think so much of it, though, really begins, too, is like you need to experience the gospel for yourself before you can even share it. Um, and then some practical ways I think this can come out, as they have shared, I won't say the same things, but um, ask for the Spirit's help continually. Ask for the Spirit to, to give you the words and the conversations with your friends. And then the other thing I would say is be wise about the words you use because they won't know the big Christian words. You know, um, you know, hey, when you put your faith in Christ, you're now going to be on a process of sanctification. Huh? Huh? What's that? You know what I'm saying, right? Like, just be, just be mindful about the big words, I guess, is what I would say. Um, that might help. So, um, yeah, one so thing, if you're, yeah. um, one thing too is, you know, take out your, I think, uh, uh, Corey touched on this, your, your testimony. Um, your testimony is your testimony. You know, you might think, oh, I was saved at the age of five and, you know, I know nothing huge that happened to me. I didn't go on, get on drugs or anything like that. Awesome. You know, I was saved at a very young age myself, and so I didn't, I didn't get into, you know, all the things that teens or 20-year-olds would ever get into. You see all these stories like, oh, I was saved from drugs and rock and roll and all kinds of stuff like that. Oh, just, I was deep into everything, you know, and God saved me. And like, you know, I was young like myself, like, man, that's, that's a cool story. No, it's even cooler not being in that stuff. You know, so taking out your own testimony, how that, it's, it's powerful. You know, just people see, hear from you, what happened to you, what, 
wow, that's cool. You know, so you never had to deal with all that? Nope. Nope, not at all. And that's, that's powerful to, mm-hmm. to people who don't, won't raise that way. Yeah. Well, I think time-wise, we need to shut it down because we have one more song to do, and then we'll jump into small groups. Oh, we were arguing small groups. Then. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Sure. So, worship team, you guys ready? Okay. All right. Well, let me uh, just pray as we close out um, the leader panel. Hopefully, you guys found it beneficial in ways. Um, we will do this again. Okay. We will do this again, the first of many. So, uh, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time. God, I just thank you for the ways in which um, you have transformed us. God, I pray, Lord, that the gospel message would become easier for us as we share it with our friends and family members. Um, God, may you just help us to be bold to step out um, and share the message of the gospel. Um, But Lord, again, I just thank you for this time. Uh, God, I just pray that... um, you would, uh, we would just see fruit from this time. And uh, would you help us now the rest of this evening to have a, a great night. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Maywood Student Ministries podcast. We hope that this episode encouraged and strengthened you in your walk with the Lord. See you on the next episode.